There we go. Talisha. I can see you. Look beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Like, uh, square. Oh, there we go. Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of Prince. Do you want to say it? No, you take. I feel like how. How I feel like you're telling me we're going to pick and pay, and then you decide. Oh, Prince, let's go. To- well, guys, welcome back to uh, the Plugged In Podcast with myself, Talisha G, Sharon Prokas, and Petey Jokes, Mister Verified on TikTok. Okay, guys, there's so much happening in the world, so, so much, but we can only squeeze a little bit into these 30 slash 45 minutes. So, first of all, we're going to talk about Chrissy Teigen, everyone's, the face that the internet loves to hate. I'm so sorry about my dogs in the background, but you know what it is. It is what it is. Um, So I call her the face that the internet loves to hate. I don't know if she takes offense to that or if she would take offense to that, but in my personal opinion, I think it's her plastic surgeon who should take offense and not her. So I think we're cool on that. <laughs> I must be honest, I'm not really a huge follower of um, Christy, what's her name? Christy Teigen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really a huge follower of her. Um, so I, I can't really, you know, comment about who she is or what she does. I just kind of. What happened? What did she tweet? Well, nobody knows who she is or what she does, Sharon, so you're not alone in that. Everyone wants to know why she's famous. She's famous because she was a swimsuit model in the Sports Illustrated, I don't know, 2007 edition, swimsuit edition or something like that. Um, but she's most famous for being married to John Legend. Oh, okay, so... Oh, okay. Maybe I just didn't get the name, but now I know who you're talking about. It took a while yeah. for me to drop, so... That's cool. Okay, so... So what led up to this tweet that made the whole world just like go wild? Because I feel like, okay, Sharp, now we know who Chrissy is, but okay, why is, is, is Chrissy on all of our timelines? Like, okay, so the thing is, is that she's all over everyone's timelines because she and Donald Trump are pretty much the most prolific tweeters in America <laughs> or the world. And they have famously had fights on Twitter with each other. So um, she's on everyone's Twitter timeline for that reason. But also, okay, so let me just tell you guys, yesterday she tweeted um, something that was basically glorifying the way kids today are obsessed with certain movies and doing whatever the characters in those movies tell them to do. So bear in mind that the so-called conspiracy theorists um, have linked Chrissy Teigen to the alleged Hollywood, I'm going to say pizza ring because I feel like if we say the real word our podcast might get unpublished uh, um, so the P word for people who don't know what call it the P word what was that Princey? <laughs> yes same one that one um, 
And then everyone's saying, well, we should have known because John Legend basically looks like an adult baby. Ah, <laughs> uh, is this who we love? So anyway, let's move on, right, to Twitter. So let's not talk about that. So anyways, Chrissy Teigen um, has been linked by these so-called conspiracy theorists to the Hollywood PEDO ring. Um, when she was linked, she deleted 60,000 tweets and changed her Twitter profile to private. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me personally, I feel like one or two tweets could be misconstrued, but 60,000 tweets is... I mean, if you're tweeting 60,000 times about something that could be misconstrued as P-E-D-O anything, yes. there's a problem, you know? Thank you. Where there's smoke, there's pretty much fire. Um, so, so I'm gonna t I'm gonna read the tweet to you guys really quickly. Um, so she said, "I love when kids are beyond obsessed with something. It makes life so much easier. I just tell Miles to eat his lunch because it's Lightning McQueen's favorite, and he does it. He does whatever Lightning McQueen says, always." Okay, now, even if it was a harmless, innocent tweet about the fact that she's using her kid's favorite movie character to get her child to do whatever she wants them to do, the reason why it caused such a, a furor was because, I'm just going to share my screen with you guys and show you the, some of the, the subsequent tweets um, in the thread and the conversation that it sparked. Yeah. Okay, I love when kids are beyond obsessed with something. It makes life so easy. My God, my God. What? I just want to point out in the top there, um, Ellen DeGeneres and eight others follow her, eight uh -huh. others that I follow. So these are, you know, I mean, you can call it a conspiracy theory, you can call it whatever you want. But or, or it's premeditated, let's put it that way. Like you said, Sharon, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. So now I'm going to show you some of the thread that ensued after that tweet. Somebody else, not a famous person, tweeted, one of my twins was so obsessed with cars and it's so funny to see how it became the basis of more favorites that we had zero influence on. Right? Mm. Um, I'm gonna skip ahead. He's now six, but cars was the favorite from one to five years. Now, remember we spoke last week about how children between the ages of one and eight are at their most vulnerable and you absorb the most information um, from those ages, between those Great. ages. Yeah. And we spoke about how the media uses certain things to almost brainwash. Comedy, you know, comedy cartoons, whatever they can. Yeah. And we well, also spoke about the Out of the Shadows documentary. Yes. Which mentioned Disney and Warner Brothers and Marvel and all of the contracts that they had um, in place with the CIA to conduct these mind control experiments through various forms of media like television and cinema. So, and, you know, it might not be, you know, to do with this, but I actually saw something on Facebook the other day whereby a parent was complaining. Um, there was a certain cartoon that, that, that their child was watching and it almost had like sexual connotations to it. And if you don't a parent that actually sitting with your child and making sure that it's clean, because I mean, if I think back to when my, you know, when my kids were little, I mean, they watched Barney and everything else. And I mean, that was pretty innocent in those days. 
Um, I really think that the content today has really, really changed. But as a parent, you don't always sit down with your child and watch what they are watching. So you kind of, you're busy and you, you put the TV on for the kid and you, you put their feet down and you say, okay, you know, watch your favorite show. So I think, you know, having said that, I think parents need to start being a little bit more um, aware as to what their so, children are watching and absorbing. I'm glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that, Sharon, because I want to say at this juncture that we are not a conspiracy theory podcast. We are not a religious podcast. Yeah. All we are doing is giving you the information that we find and we link all of our articles, all of our research for you to do your own research and be more vigilant about what we are consuming because it's not just important to put good stuff in our bodies in terms of food and drink. It's also important to consume things that are good for our mind and our soul. So it's important to be vigilant and know what's out there and know what the media is really trying to do with what seems to be innocent. And also kids imitate what they see from a young age. They will imitate stuff. So whatever they want, they're going to go draw that. Just how they are. So, it's bad in the beginning of time because I think when you, like back in, when you, in your days when you used to watch Barney, they were never really, they, 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 weren't, they, weren't, they weren't experimenting as much in terms of mind control as they are doing now. Yes. Because cartoons are, you know, they're, they're all these weird, funny edits that you don't even know. They put messages in the back and then now they've got movies like Sausage Party. Like, as, as a kid for me, Sausage Party. <laughs> sausage Party, I never heard that one. Oh, oh no, it's a very, very rude cartoon. It's rude. I remember there was one called Cowardly the Stupid Dog when my kids were growing up. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I'm telling you, Sausage Party is definitely not a sausage party. Seth Rogen up himself over there. He really just did his thing. And that's what cut out to good, friends, Sausage Party. Sharon, I'm telling you, it, it's a lot to do with the, with the Vienna Enneagram. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why are you always taking back there though? I hope you've got parental go control yeah. on, this, on this podcast. This you know, I just want to say, while you said parental control, Prince, did you see the thing we were chatting about this morning on our group chat? Um, left the house at six running, that's it. My phone just got and then I was like, I missed everything. I'm going to tell you about it real quick, okay? So Netflix came under fire this week for a movie um, post promo poster called for a movie called Cuties. The movie is about a group of 11-year-old girls who are dancers, and the one girl, the main character, she's um, finding herself and her femininity. Um, and so the poster has these. Exactly, people are saying, I mean, at 11 years old, why should girls even be thinking about their femininity? Um, you know, you're just a child at 11 years old and we were so fortunate to have grown up in a time when children were allowed to be children and this poster completely sexualized these 11 year old girls. Um, it caused an uproar and Netflix apologized. Netflix said that that poster should not have gone up. It should not have been the promo for the movie. They've changed it. The, the new one is not that much better. I mean, it doesn't have girls in hot, 11 year old girls in hot pants and crop tops um, posing very sexually or anything like that, but they are pouting and they do still sexualize them. Um, and they're twerking. And, and just be honest, twerking. 
Okay, yes, twerking comes from um, a lot of like Latin American dance moves, and the Brazilians are a very sexy nation. But I don't think eleven-year-olds should be twerking. What Not at all. But I think was, what do you think, I mean, France? About the concept that? of the meaning behind it, like twerking, literally means I'm using this particular dance to just like sexually arouse you. I think that's what it is. But the movement. But this of, is what people were saying is that why are they sexualizing 11-year-old girls? And the movie is not even for kids, it's for adults. But here's the thing. There, there's a red flag right there again. I don't, I mean, the producer, that producer should be shot. The movie was approved because, uh, for example, let's look at the, I'm on TikTok a lot, and TikTok did not have a registration, age registration for quite a long time. And there were kids there, see, 20-30-year-olds showing their pets and stuff like that. It just goes to show you what our generation is exposed to. And us as a society, if we are ignorant as the fact that 11-year-olds are not tainted already, the minute your child leaves for school at the age of six, you have no control of what happens there. In fact, children at the age of 10, 11, 12, they are out here pouting in their rooms. They are out here doing things that they don't, they didn't, they're not comfortable talking to their parents about because Back in, let's say, for sure, in your generation while you were growing up, that thing was taboo. The kids used to play outside until they were 17. Jeez, they were riding a bicycle, running in the fields. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, listen to this, Chris. So, um, we're just gonna, I'm just quickly going to throw this in there and we'll move on to the next topic because Prince has us on a timer. So, because otherwise, Sharon and I just talk way too much and it ends up being a two and a half hour podcast. <laughs> um, so, Someone posted that they had a, a chat with Netflix customer service and she said, how does a movie sexualizing children get approved? Who signed off on this? Just like your question, Prince. Um, and Netflix responded, we understand that not all stories may appeal to all our viewers, which is why we always invest in a diverse range of content from all over the world. We also provide ratings, synopses, trailers and controls to help our members make the right viewing choices for themselves and their families. So basically not assuming any responsibility for the fact that they have put 650 girls through an audition process, 11 year old girls through an audition process with an adult male to be sexualized in a movie. The, the lady who's doing the customer service um, inquiry, she says, do you support pedophilia? A simple yes or no will suffice. Netflix response is, we cannot really comment on that, but while we believe in creative freedom at Netflix, we respect all religions and their cultures, traditions, and values. So they're still saying, they're still not giving you a hard no on pedophilia. I think I think the only reason for that is because Netflix is a big, 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 big corporation for it to be cornered into a yes or no answer. That's a scripted, typical... Yeah. She didn't want to answer it in case, you know, there were repercussions or... You know, yes. yeah. Tell me, what repercussions could there possibly be for saying, no, we don't endorse pedophilia? Because you know how the truth or how information gets always twisted because that could be them um, be seen as an admission of guilt, for example, to something that they were not even trying. There's a thing for me, it's like when you read, when you look at local, um, content creation and we talk about the, the Kosa men going into the mountains and and we talk about the people who want to document those stories and show it to the world where else for centuries it's been a sacred secret no one needs to know what happens on there 
But then now these days, everything, these things reveal. It's controversy. You know, it's controversial. Like, why are you showing those things? Why are you showing young boys going through such a very intimate uh, routine? Yeah. It's not the eleven year old routine, but 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 the thing is, it's like they were saying in their response, it's all about the cultures and the diversity. I don't obviously promote uh, pedophilia. I don't. I don't promote people. You know. Um, doing their things on kids, that's just nasty, you know, in any case. And it's wrong, completely, morally wrong. But I think we need to be also educated because we live in a globe of, of 7 billion people. I mean, I don't even know what happens in some forest, in some tribe in Brazil. I don't even know where people get buried at 11 or 12 or 16. Or, or, you know what I mean? So there's so much... I mean, in many Asian cultures, they have... Um... Uh, child brides, you know, they marry children off. So it's just so sick. I mean, I can't even, I can't even begin to watch it. I mean, the pictures that I've seen on Facebook of children crying while they, they're getting married to this old, terrible-looking man. I mean, it's just so sick. It is. But enough of that, guys. We're going to just cut short on that because we're moving on to the next topic, still related to the media. Um, let's talk about this asteroid. Have you guys seen the pictures and the news articles of the asteroid that is supposedly going to hit uh, Earth? Before the elections, right? One day before the US elections. Prince, have you seen it? Yeah, I Because, I mean, I'm obvious. I was like, hold on, I'm not going to ignore the fact that there's a whole thing size of a truck that's coming towards the Earth. Like, I should be chilled about it. Like, 2020, it's enough. I've had enough. Like, relationships are falling apart. So you actually organized that. I mean, what do you think? You think someone actually you know, called the big guy up there and just said, and said to him, you know, make sure that it, it hits Earth one day before? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm telling you right now, NASA has a lot to do with what's happening. This is not a coincidence. They can have things there on space. This is not a coincidence, but I'm going to show you guys. I'm just going to share my screen again to show you guys the um, news articles. Can you guys see my screen? Yeah. Okay, so here, this was on my Twitter feed this morning or last night, yesterday, so I, I can't remember. You know, in lockdown, you don't know what day is what. Um, they all melt into one. But the, this People uh, magazine tweeted, NASA says an asteroid is projected to head towards Earth a day before November 3rd election. That picture looks pretty, pretty intense, right? Yeah. Okay. And because it says NASA, you're going to believe it. You're going to think, wow, this is something to be scared about. Then we have Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer, who is the Senator of New York. He's a Democrat. I'll speak a little bit about him just now. Look who liked it, The Daily Show. The Daily Show and Trevor Noah, right? Mm. They liked this tweet to vote early. This is very clearly a Democrat um, agenda with this, you know, with the whole voting early thing. Um, asteroid headed our way day before presidential election. Look at this picture. How scary does that picture look? Mm -hmm. Okay. That thing is, that thing is massive. Right. And I think it's the speed of light, whatever it smashes, boy, oh boy, it's going to be there. There's no time to pack your makeup back, Sharon. No time to get... Oh, you know what? I don't think I don't think it'll come to Africa. We're pretty protected here, I hope. Okay, guys. So I'm going to tell you what I found in my research, right? Um, 
mainstream media in the US is quite clearly using fear-based tactics to get people to vote early in America. Um, I took a look at some of the science websites and scientists have actually known about this asteroid since 2018. It's called 22018VP1. That's the name of the asteroid. They've known about it since 2018 when it was 450,000 kilometers away from the Earth. And it's actually in a two-year orbit. So it's actually on its way back towards us. But there is less than a 1% chance that it's going to make any contact with the Earth. Uh. Less than 1%. Something like 0.46 and a million digits after that percent. Um, and this asteroid is actually less than, it's under two, under two meters in diameter. How big is that? What is it even going to do? It's probably going to connect in the ocean. <laughs> but do you see how they um, how they target on they play on people's people's yeah. insecurities as whatever they can just to get them to vote? I mean that's insane. Well, this small. We're talking about something this small. Like I'm no, I'm no, sorry. No. Like two meters, not two centimeters. Two meters. So it's maybe I mean, like it's two meters. It's like the size of a fridge or maybe a small car. You know. This is two meters. I'm 1.9 meters tall. <laughs> Yo, like easy, like nah. Friends, Karen, just a bit bigger than you. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, what damage could Prince do if he collided with the Earth? Nah. You know, All he would make people laugh and fall <laughs> in love. <laughs> President for next year. I don't actually pay too much attention to that article, but it's, it, it actually makes sense as to what you're saying, uh, Tanisha. So now, I just want to go back to who Chuck Schumer is very quickly. He's the senator of New York. He is a Democrat. He is Harvard alumni. And you know we've been speaking about the elite, the Ivy Leagues. The, if there is an Illuminati, they're most likely going to come from the Ivy League colleges. He's married to Iris Wines Hall. His wife is the Chief Operating Officer of the New York Public Library, which is an institution throughout the world, not just in America. And she used to be a Vice Chancellor at City University um, in New York. But what's, what's interesting about this is that they all run in those same circles as Epstein and his New York affiliates, and her religion is Reformed Ju Judaism. Now, I'm not saying that they are linked. I'm not saying that Epstein was linked to the Democrats or the Republicans, or this is, you know, Epstein is not really a political case. It's just the elite. But what's interesting about the fact that this is who these people are is I looked into, um, let's just talk quick, very quickly about the Ghislaine Maxwell case, right? So I looked yeah. into that genre now, who, is the owner of the modeling agency that used to supply the models for Victoria's Secret and he's that French guy and he was on the island there's tons of pictures of him and he was um, also, he was also funded by Jeffrey Epstein so you see the connection right. there that is right. why he was supplying the models because yeah when when all of his other businesses went into dissolution is that the word dissolution what do they call it in business uh, Whatever it's they call it in business. Disillusion? I don't know. You know, like when the business 
insolvency, insolvency. insolvency. He declared all his other businesses insolvent, and then Jeffrey Epstein funded his new business, which was related. The name of it was MC Squared Models, and Jeffrey Epstein was very famously um, into science and and the theory of relativity, which is E equals MC Squared. So again, we're not saying this is linked. We're not saying that there's any conspiracy or theory or anything like that. We're just telling you what the information that's is. That's just that's what we're just telling you. We're not saying anything. So don't don't. Just telling you. Right. That's going to be our um, catchphrase for this for this um this podcast. Okay. Where is this where is model agent now? Where is he? They say he's hiding out? Right. Brazil? So, I'm going to show you a picture of him. Can you see this picture of him? Yeah. Okay, if I zoom into this picture, can you see what is on his cap? Israel Army. Right. This guy is a French guy, right? He is the modeling agency owner. Why on earth is he wearing a cap that says Israel Army? Could he not be so, a, a French Jew? Because there are a lot of French Jews. So we, so I did some digging to see if he is, right? Who is Jean-Luc Brunel? So I did, I, I did a quick Wikipedia search. There is no date of birth for him. There is ah. no early life information for him. They say he's either 73 or 74 years old. Who doesn't have a date of birth, guys? I, that time he owns an Asian second, what does his CV say? I was born right. in 90, maybe 93 on a good day. <laughs> there is no early life information for this guy. All it says is that his dad was a very wealthy um, real estate mogul in Paris and he's got one brother and his brother and him were involved in this business together. That's all it says. He is currently still missing. He has been missing since Jeffrey Epstein's suicide. Uh, I use these air quotes a lot, but you know, and I know if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see my, my air quotes, so I just realized that right now. Um, but we don't know that he committed suicide, so I, I say it in air quotes. Or um, somebody but, could have killed him. You don't know. Well, you want to give us a name, Sharon? I know you have a name. I know you do that. <laughs> Late at night when George is asleep, you're like on the internet. I want to see. I want to see who's involved in all of these. Yeah, <laughs> these terrible how did you know? <laughs> One o'clock on the But that's because you said you've given me a lead and I'm like, wow, I've got to check that out. And then you go down a rabbit hole and you're like, damn you, Talisha, why did you tell me about this? Now I can't see. Um, but looks, I just want to... He looks quite old. I mean, yeah, he looks like he could be in his 70s. He looks like a cycler. 60, 70. I thought you were going to say he looks like a psycho because he does. <laughs> I mean, like I just want to show you some other pictures of, of him very quickly. Um, so this is him on the island with Ghislaine Maxwell. Right. When was that taken? Um, around the same, like, I think it was like around 2000 and something. I can't, I can't be sure right now, but it was like around 2000. A good 20 years ago or so. If not Is it? Oh my word. <laughs> and then there's another picture of him and Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, she looks much younger there, you can see. <laughs> um, also on the island. And then I just wanted to link it back to, you know, the notorious Mr. Epstein, because these are people that she ran in tight circles with. Um, mm -hmm. 
And then just one more, just for the hell of it. You know, the other person that she ran a in a tight circle with was Prince Andrew and the rest of the royals. I don't know if you guys have seen more pictures that surfaced this week of, of her um, her father with the royals. So with the queen, with, Diana, with Princess Diana, with um, Prince Charles in the 80s already. Um, her dad was quite entrenched in the royal family circle. Um, wow. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I quickly want to draw some similar similarities from my research between Jeffrey Epstein and Jean-Luc Brunel. So I'm just going to stop sharing very quickly. Okay. Um, there is also no early life information for Jeffrey Epstein. All they say is that he was born, I think, in the Bronx. Um, yeah, he's from New York. And I think his father, he didn't come from a, a very wealthy background. But there's no information. I mean, there's very little information about his parents, about his sibling, about where they are now, um, anything like that, right? I mean, and sorry to jump on there, Talisha, because here's the thing. Things like this, for people who are on the map like this, the CIA should be on it. Which I'm glad you said it? that, though, Prince. The theory. The CIA is probably part of it. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Sharon. My theory is that they... Okay, let me just quickly go through these similarities. So, the one is their association with Ghislaine Maxwell and her father, Robert Maxwell, who was... Um, thought to have been an Israeli intelligence operative and supposedly killed because of his links to the Mossad. Um, there are also multiple, which I did not know until this week, multiple abuse claims from underaged girls um, and models in this, in this whole thing with Jean-Luc Brunel. Multiple claims, guys, that span three decades, just like Epstein. These are different women, not the same accusers, but if your closest group of friends are all um, being sued for, for sexual abuse of underage girls, which are children, there's a problem there as well, right? Um, the other thing is that we saw he was wearing that Israel army cap and he's been hiding ever since Epstein's death. So he also visited Epstein in jail several times when he was serving his prison sentence in 2008. Um, so my question to you guys is, do you think that Jeffrey Epstein was working with the CIA to get the dirt That's on possible. the and move them off the world? I think so. We can't prove it you know, until we have factual evidence. But I think it could be, poss it could be possible that he was working with them because they needed to bring down powerful people. And what a way to so bring them down by having blackmail against them, right? Yes. They call they call them honeypots. Yeah. There are many books that you guys can read. There's one by an ex-CIA agent who um, wrote a book about Jeffrey Epstein's involvement with the Maxwells and the fact that he very well could have been, or the book says he was, but I'm going to say could have been because we don't want to get in trouble for saying something that's false. Um, but yeah, the, the, that's one of the theories is that the reason also that some of these documents haven't come out as yet, even though the judge has ordered the, that these documents come out, is um, Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyers say, if we release these documents, we're letting the cat out of the bag. What does that mean? Yeah, basically telling people that this man is not guilty of the... Well, of the they're gonna, they're obviously, 
see the CIA had to frame it on Jeffrey Epstein, or maybe they had to be. Maybe the CIA got rid of him in jail because they had to. They had to get rid of him. I don't think that they framed him. I think he definitely did the things that he did because all of those accusers have come forward and said this is who he was. This is what he did to us. But I do think it is possible. It's not outside the realm of possibility that they used him, the psychopath that he was. Yeah network and to bring these people down because you know they said that there's a treasure trove of tapes from the cameras that were hidden in his walls um, with famous famous guys he said Bill Clinton owed him a favor that's why he was on the island so and that also explains explains as to why that took so long to arrest Elaine Maxwell because they probably when they knew they, he was. sorry yeah so they probably they probably say don't worry um, we will protect you we will give you we will give you the protection that nobody can touch you. So they felt secured through the whole through the whole, you know, shenanigans that were happening. It smells like the CIA is on it, the FBI, the FPI, the ANC, everyone is just, just the in it. Well we know the ANC is on it, right? We all know the ANC. But you never know, France. You never know. Even the president said it this week. He said he wrote it in the letter. He said, I know that there's corruption in the ANC. Of course there is. Of course there is. There we go. This just proves my point. I feel like there's no way that such powerful, powerful people can make moves um, that are just like they're in our faces. Like we know you guys are friends with people that are just like not okay. And then at the same time, these people cannot be caught. These people can have prison visits like nothing. And the more prison. I mean, Epstein left prison for 12 hours a day when he was in jail. The more money and power they have, the more devil horns they are. That's the way I see it. It's an excuse. So, that brings me to our last main topic for tonight. Prince, have you got 15 more minutes for us? You're going to make the 15 more minutes for us. Great. So, Sharon just said, what did you say, Sharon? Do you want to repeat that for us? It's all about that. The more money and power and connections that you have in hard places, the more devil horns they are. That's where I look. 125%. What's your take on this, Prince? About money and power and people that abuse children and, and... Now that you're verified on TikTok, what's your take on money and power and fame? <laughs> <laughs> those, three, those three things you just mentioned there, the only thing they're only talking about to me is that they're just telling me that that's mammon. You're chasing mammon. If you're chasing many fame and power, that has nothing to do with the will of God. That has nothing to do with um with just what human beings are supposed to in my opinion <laughs> hello i got yes, you guys there. don't come at us in the comments this is just our opinion oh, my opinion correct you title to your opinion yeah but just but, telling <laughs> look you can make jokes about these things but i don't think um uh, look why do i chase money it's funny how this weekend i was being taught um, I know uh, on my faith seat about um, chasing after either heavenly um, um, riches or earthly riches. I can I can drive my Mustang. I really want to drive a Mustang, a muscle car one day. But the problem is that once I acquire that uh, particular asset, it's going to be so hard for me to enjoy it because I don't want everybody else to, to to scratch it or bump it or for me to spend money more on it. So for me to acquire my most, uh, you know, I would say expensive possessions is not going to bring me any joy. Sharon, we worry so much about gold, right? We worry so much about how expensive gold is, but in heaven, we walk on gold. I mean, 
Well, I might be changing the subject, but I'm going to tell you about a man who, well, who passed away, Lebanese guy actually, and very, very wealthy man. And what he did at his funeral is at the church, they had the coffin, the coffin was closed, but he wanted his hands left out the coffin so everybody could see them. And the reason so, being... You imagine being at that funeral. Yeah. The reason being, he wanted people to see this is the way to leave this earth with nothing in your hands. So that's exactly it. So if you've got the money, you might as well enjoy it while you're on the earth. But when you leave, you're not going to even take that with you. What though? The guy was... <laughs> So you said by at his funeral, he wanted his hands out the coffin. Why? Okay, so he wanted people, he wanted to teach people a lesson. He was obviously quite a, a humble man and he had acquired a lot of money in his life. And he wanted to make people realize that when you die, he left his hand, that he asked whoever buried, it was, you know, who arranged, obviously in his, his wall or whatever. Um, he asked if, if they would leave his hands hanging out the coffin. Um, the coffin was closed, but his hands were hanging out the side. Reason being, he wanted to ensure that people know, you know what, guys, when you leave, you don't even take that with you. So, wow. no. That's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. It's but it's powerful <laughs> and it makes you think, right? 100%. 100%. We literally record a voice message for everyone at my funeral. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just probably. Oh, no, you probably have a joke going on there. I know you. Prince will probably he'll probably record a TikTok for for the funeral, and then he'll make someone play. The f- I I think I think Sharon. I mean I mean it seems like we've lost Tilisha officially, but I think to close things off, um, it just goes to show how many of the things that we experience in society are not just by coincidence i think there's a lot of things that are tied up and us as a society we are blinded into knowing what the truth is i still have i still believe that behind this corona thing there's a big conspiracy absolutely absolutely it could be a front i do think it's real like we've discussed before in the previous podcast but i think if you can watch that out of the shadows have you watched that full documentary yeah yeah if, 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 if you guys watch out of the shadows. I mean, it's gee, it's just such an eye opener um, as to the amount of conspiracy theories revolved around it, but 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 so much truth that comes out of it, and it's pretty frightening. It really is. Oh, like, I mean, come on. If they knew that a real asteroid was coming to Earth, they'll probably be shooting all these um, weapons that they can keep on Earth here to attack each other to just kill the thing from coming here. NASA could literally blow the thing up in a day if they wanted to. I feel like everything is just being used to push back the American elections to somewhere sooner in favor of whoever is going to be winning the elections. But also now I'm starting to think that I think the Daily Show is biased. You know, uh, we might not know what the truth is, but some pretty interesting topics I've like well, learned. But the media, the media is controlled by various parties um, in the states, and, and and that is where they utilize those platforms to really brainwash people um, and, and get them to believe what they want them to believe. Someone said to me yesterday on our Bible class that this, we are living in the in the trailer of, of the end times. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's deep. Because yeah, I think I can agree with that one. I don't think we're quite there yet, but I do think there are definitely signs that are in that direction. Definitely. For us, 
us, um, to us, one minute is one minute to God, one minute is a year. So whatever he's bringing to us, us is to start a revival of negative. I'm plugged in as like it's, it's, man. It's just so frightening. In a space of one year, 2020, okay, we all thought 2020 was going to be the most amazing year, year of vision. It's just so amazing that so much can change in such a short time. And with it's such intensity. Such intensity. I'm not here for a long time. Like, no tomorrow is ever promised to anybody. At the end of the day, we all um, submit to a higher call, which we don't know who it is out there calling the shots on what we wear and what we do, because the media runs everything. I'm talking about music videos. If you could hear the new Cardi B and WAP song, I'm telling you, Children have heard that song and they're wondering what these people are saying. And I'm saying to the people who are listening to the Platinum Podcast that, hey man, first and foremost, watch the cartoons that your children are watching because there's so much brainwashing happening, especially between the ages of zero and eight. Be really, really careful. And um, with this new Netflix movie that's been taken down for using 11 year olds as sex, I mean, sex objects in inverted commas, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What has this uh, come to? As a mother, um, all I can say is that tune in next time. Can I just say something quickly, Prince? Can you hear me? 100%. So mother, definitely- I cannot drum it into your heads enough um, of how you really just got to take care of your children even more so today. Um, there's such predators out there and you're just living in such an evil world. So yeah, you know, just, just keep a close eye on your kids. That's all I can say, in my opinion. Oh. That doesn't even end here. We encourage all the people who are parents on, on our live stream when, when the episode eventually do, um, does air, please comment, engage with us, tag your people so that we can have a broader conversation because we're not saying that the platform progress is what we do and information we have here is what it is. It's all based on research. You can do your own research. But so far, so good. But I feel like um, our audience is going to grow with us because the conversation we're talking about are quite enlightening to myself as a millennial. Um, they're quite enlightening to everybody else who's my follower who says, why is this, why is, why is Piri Chokes part of this podcast? You know, why is Sean Puskas part of this podcast? What is it that they're trying to bring out there? And so far, so good. I mean, Sharon, yeah, and I mean, we probably couldn't do it without Talisha because she is a media researcher. That is what she does as a career. She's the most fascinating woman. And I think she can, you know, she really brings a lot to the, to, to the podcast um, in terms of, um, you know, stuff that nobody even probably knew about. Um, yeah. There's only two of us, you know, it's only Trinity when there's three of us. Unfortunately, she got, she got cut out there from our Zoom meeting. But guys, thank you so much for listening in this week. We absolutely enjoy having you. Please make sure that you always subscribe. You always share each and every episode we share. Share on your stories, share on your timelines, share with your friends. Download the clips, save them on WhatsApp. And do follow Icon International on Icon, is it INC um, International? ICON International. One word, and on Facebook, Icon.International. And yeah, just, you know, drop us a line. Let us know what you'd like to discuss more, what, you know, trending topics you'd like to talk about. Um, We cover everything from spirituality to psychology to trending. And yeah, we're just really about evolving and uh, sharing these stories let's stay plugged let's stay plugged in let's stay tuned into what's happening let's not lose ourselves in trying to just like go with the flow but let's open our eyes open our ears and be each other's voices and ears so that we can share this information because whatever that you have to say 
might save somebody else's life. For myself, pretty jokes and your lovely lady. It's been amazing. Then, Thank you, Prince. Thank you. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Everything is blue, like glue. Okay.